Well, it's, uh, it's Christmas time. Yeah? How about Christmas? The most wonderful time of the year. I think I heard that in the song. Um, so some, some of us have good stories. Some of us have hard stories. But, but I want to talk about the, the, the good story today. Um, you know, when I was growing up, we, we celebrated Christmas. Let me rephrase that. When I was growing up, we celebrated Christmas, all right? What I mean by that is, has anybody seen Christmas Vacation? All right, have you seen the lights on the outside of the house? Okay, just picture that, but with a gingerbread theme, okay? What I, we had artists create gingerbread, and the gingerbread would actually go along the, the, the trim as well, and then we had candy on the outside, but you know, it's pretty, people would drive by, take pictures, and you know, not like that, because we didn't have cell phones, but like this, you know, I, I don't know if they carried their, why they carried their camera in their car, but, um, but it wasn't just the outside that was decked out, it was the inside that was decked out too. We had lights on the ceiling of our house. With scotch tape. You know, after a while, you'd hear it go, and start falling. Or I'd have to go back up and re-scotch tape it, right? It was great times. I, you know, we'd spend the whole couple days, maybe a week sometimes, decorating. <laughs> but it was, it was awesome. But, you know, it was so good. My, my parents did well. Is It was all about Jesus. Yes, we had all those good times. But we had a big old huge birthday, happy birthday sign to Jesus right there, and then we, we would have cupcakes or with candle, you know, and we'd sing happy birthday to Jesus, and then we'd go around and say, well, what are we going to give to Jesus for his birthday as a present, and it was, it was great times. We still do that, <laughs> um, but you know, like when I first got married as well, it's my wife is all about playing house, and I was all about her, I was about receiving her playhouse. And we would deck out for Christmas, and we probably watched Elf, you guys seen the movie Elf? Yes. 20 times through that. Man, it was, it was awesome. But my wife, she, she loves to rap. She's actually good at rapping. I mean, presents. And uh, who here loves to rap? Well, a couple of you guys. Okay. Good to know. Good. I'm seeing it. Because when I rap, it's not so pretty. All right? It's still in the TJ Maxx bag. That makes sense. All the dudes are mostly nodding. So, but she loves to rap. She's good at it. But you see, God's gift came to us in the most humble of rapping. God's gift to humanity, the ultimate gift of eternity life, came in the simplest and the most humblest of all rappings. See, in Philippians 2, 6 through 7, it says, Who being in the very nature God didn't consider equally with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. 
being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death and even on the cross. You see, Jesus wasn't born in a palace of gold. Even that would still be humble from the place he came from, right? But he was born in a stable. He was clothed in rags. He laid in a feeding trough. Who here thinks that smelled good? Or looked good? I just picture a few animals that kind of stink, right? And I won't go into detail, but usually when there's animals, there's something else surrounding it. But to that point of humility, he came. 2 Corinthians 8 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through, that though, sorry, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Let me read that one more time. 2 Corinthians 8 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. So I'm going to press rewind real quick, all the way back to Genesis. We look at Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, right? We look that pretty much everything was covered except their bodies. What I mean by that is provision. <laughs> it was a joke. It was, it was a bad one. But provision and everything they eat, they didn't have any illness. Everything was amazing, right? But yet, and they had the best thing of all was communion with God. Right? That was rich. That was great. But God, because of love, gave a choice. And he placed the tree of, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil in there because of choice. And yet they picked that tree. Right? And they ate of it. It's the same way we have done it as well because of sin. But the good news is this. That God sent his son so we become rich again. Let me say that one more time. God sent his son so we become rich again. Have a relationship and communion that we were made for. You see that after all the time we place because of sin, we place the veil, we place walls, we place all those things there. But Jesus came to remove the veil. He came to break down the wall so we can have that communion with him once again. Do you think we actually deserve this gift? This greatest gift of all? I don't think we would deserve this gift. You see, he came. Yet God gave us his gift when we were still his enemies. In Romans 5, 8, the God demonstrates his own love towards us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, he didn't come, he didn't die to fix us. He died because of, he loved you. 
He did it because of love. And this, this ought to tell you how much value you have. If you ever have that question, I don't think I'm valuable, just look to the cross. That shows how much value you have. See, because the value on the cross determines the people he purchased. Galatians 3.13-15 through Christ bought us with his blood and made us free from the law. In that way, the law could not punish us. Christ did this by being punished instead of us. It is written, anyone who hangs on a cross is hated and punished because of the price Christ Jesus paid. The good things that came to Abraham might come to the people who are not Jewish. And by putting our trust in Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit He has promised. Amen? Hello. So He, there, He, he bought us with a great price, but our choice, our decision is to trust, putting our trust in Him and receiving the Holy Spirit, which He's promised. You know, that the gift tells us something about the giver, right? You can always see when somebody really puts a lot of effort and a lot of thought into a gift, right? So when God decided to give us this gift of eternal life, it wasn't just all of a sudden on the fly. I guess I'll send my son down there. He doesn't have that accent. Um, it was really it was thought out it was planned way before the foundations of the earth see when my wife when she gets a purchases a gift let's say for a birthday or for Christmas let's say it's a couple weeks out or five days she gets so excited that she can't wait to give you the gift so it's like, you have to open this gift. You don't have a decision. You have to do it. Sorry. I'm really, really excited. Well, she started to rub off on me, so I already gave her a Christmas present. <laughs> I was really excited, guys. Okay. Um, which is funny. But I just, I just picture the father, you know, all through the time, you know, giving another try. He's just like, oh. I want them to get it. Oh, I love them so much. But he has so much good patience. The father has great patience. And he actually had the perfect time to give his son. He's like, now it's the time to reveal my love and my nature. In Galatians 4, 4 through 7, it says this. When the set time had fully come, God is son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that he might receive adoption to sonship, because you are his sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. Since you are a child, God has made you an heir. 
Yeah, just thank you, Father, right there. This is good news. Thank you, Father, that we are sons and daughters. Yeah, maybe, maybe some of us, we heard that, but we don't act like sons and daughters. Maybe we're still acting like orphans. We still have, when something happens to us, we react and we act as orphans instead of sons and daughters. We still kind of believe in certain situations that we're orphan. Or maybe we haven't even received our adoption as a son or a daughter. Well, I believe the Father, sometimes, you know, it's really hard for us to receive a gift, but this is the gift that He wants all of us to receive. Especially when we don't deserve it. We're like, no, 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 I don't deserve that. They, he, he cares and He loves, and He wants us to receive it because it's His joy that we might receive our inheritance. So what uh, did God give us at Christmas? So he gave us something that was priceless, right? The most expensive gift that we could ever receive. Something that's forever. There's no rust, there's no like, but it's forever and ever. Jesus paid it with his life. And it's also practical. It's something that you can use each and every day. Apply it to your life each and every day. I got a question. Did you guys ever get a gift and you didn't use it? I think all of us have, right? And then you actually reuse it as a gift to give to somebody else. And it goes on to the next person, the next person, five people later, you're like... Wait a second here. I think all of us have kind of done that before, right? Let's say you got the greatest gift of all and you never used it. The greatest gift. Yeah, we're like, uh, yeah, it was a good gift, but you know, maybe I'll use it on Sundays. It's like saying this, you know. Who remembers Princess Diana? Who is uh, married to Prince Charles of England? I'm just going to start to do my English accent, but <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Imagine marrying into a royal family, but never being told or never finding out for yourself what all the benefits and privileges are for being a member of the royal family. Here she's doing her own laundry, she's making her own food, she's thinking about oh, how do I even provide how do I even come up with enough money to buy the royal clothing that I need to wear? Or wondering how she will ever be good enough to have tea with her mother-in-law, the queen. Does that sound kind of ridiculous? Or just imagine yourself struggling through life year after year, working yourself to the bone, trying to make ends meet because of the lack of finances and never realizing or knowing the whole time in your bank account consumed millions and millions of dollars. But that's how many Christians are living their lives. And maybe we're one of them. 
we're struggling with things that have already been taken care of. We're worried about stuff that has already been dealt with. For some of you, your healing needs to begin from simply knowing and believing the truth about what God has already done for you and where you stand in His sight. Right? Receiving and... So we're called to receive and put into action the gift that was given. So receiving is not just hearing it, but applying it, right? See, Jesus brought... See, do you guys know that Jesus is not a little baby no more? All right? He's not a little baby anymore, right? We celebrate, yes, we celebrate his birth. It's a celebration, but we're called to celebrate his whole life, right? The way he walked and how he spoke, what he modeled for us, how to do life, the compassion, the love that he had, the healing that broke out. He brought victory, freedom, salvation, healing, provision, the list goes on. So this is the day I believe that we were to use this gift that will change us and allow the gift to change us and let the gift use us to change the world. So I, I was thinking it would be really cool to you have this letter from the Father but I would like to invite my father to come up to read it, which is, I thought would be kind of cool. Give a hand to... His name is Dan. So give a hand to Dan. Thanks. Dad. This comes from... uh, from God himself. You are valuable. I am the creator and you are my creation. I breathed into into your nostrils the breath of life. I created you in my own image. My eyes saw your uninformed unformed substance. I knit you together in your mother's womb. I know the number of your hairs on your head. Not so hard for that right now. And before a word is on your tongue, I know exactly what you're going to say. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are more valuable than many sparrows. I have given you dominion over all the sheep and oxen and all the beasts of the field and birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea. I have crowned you with glory and honor as the pinnacle and final act of the six days of my creation. 
In my great love, I gave you my son, that all those who believe in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. While you were still sinners, Christ died for you, all of you. While you were still hostile toward me, you were reconciled to me by the death of my son. Sin doesn't have the last word. Grace does. I have adopted you, and you all are my children. You're heirs of mine. You're the heirs of your almighty God. You are no longer orphans. You all belong to me, and I love you as a perfect father. You are new. In my eyes, you're a brand new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. Sin is no longer your master. For you died to sin and are now alive in me. You are finally free from the slavery of sin and death. They are no more. There is no condemnation for you. All your sins have been forgiven. All your unrighteousness has been cleansed by the blood of my son, Jesus Christ. You are now righteous in my sight. With the very righteousness of my perfect son, you've been saved by grace. You've been justified by your faith. You are utterly secure in me. Nothing, not one thing, will be able to separate you from my love in Jesus Christ. No one is able to snatch you out of my hand And I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. You have my spirit. You not only have a new father, but you also have a new family of brothers and sisters. You are now part of the family. And together, the life you now live is by faith in my son. Look to Jesus. Keep your eyes focused on him. For he is the author and perfecter of your faith. Christ is in you by my spirit. And you are in Christ. Stay close to Jesus. Abide in him. For your life is found in him. To live is Christ, 
and to die is gain. Don't live by your own power or understanding. No. Live by my spirit within you. Remember, I have given you the Holy Spirit to be with you and in you. This spirit will guide you into all truth, help you to obey me, and empower you to do my work. And you will be transformed as you seek me and see more of my glory. I am transforming you into the image of my son. You will enter my rest, inherit the kingdom I prepared for you, and step into the fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. But most of all, you will see my face and be with me where I am, and you represent me. Look to Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. He is the author and perfecter of your faith. Therefore, walk in a manner worthy of your calling. You are no longer in darkness, but light because of my son. Walk as children of light. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill, I have called you. I have chosen you. You are now a saint, a servant, a steward, and a soldier. You are a witness and a worker. Through Jesus, you are victorious. You have a glorious future. You are a citizen of heaven. You are an ambassador ambassador for my son. The more you know about me, the more secure you are with yourself. Your identity is made by knowing me. If you know me, you know yourself, and you can be comfortable in who you are. Don't forget who you are. You're my beloved. Love you more than you can ever believe. Sincerely, your Heavenly Father. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think he's put Morgan Freeman out of business. He's put Morgan Freeman out of business, Dad. Come on. It's <laughs> oh, good. I love the little voice. That was great. So good. Yeah. So that was just, that was a love letter, but there's just so much more. That was, some of that was in here. This is all scripture, really. This is just directly towards you. So I encourage you to pick this up, to know this gift and apply it even more. So, you know, as, as we know that, you know, Christmas could be a little stressful. There could be some stressful stuff. Well, everything has to be, you know, perfect and look a certain way. And, but what I want us to really focus on is him. 
the greatest gift of all. Because we can be so overwhelmed and kind of, you know, everybody else is doing it and everybody's cutting one another off and everybody's, right, because everybody's stressed. But what I want us to do is just kind of sit down and just think about what he's done. Right? Could we do that? Could we do that and just sit back and say, wow, this is what Jesus has done. This is what the Father, because of love, has done for me. And maybe we need to actually shift our mindset in our hearts today. Maybe some of us have, you know, haven't received that gift or haven't applied that gift today. Or maybe we just, you know, at a time received that gift, but put that gift on, on a shelf. Well, I believe today that there's freedom today. There's breakthrough today. Amen. So let's just go ahead and stand. Let's just thank the Father for the greatest gift of all. You can place your hand on your heart, your mind. Jesus, we just... Father, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus. It is the greatest gift of all. And God, we want to treasure it as it's the greatest gift of all. God, we just repent for the times we haven't. For all the times maybe we've been selfish or thinking the old mannerism or the old orphan spirit, thinking that way. God, we thank you that you have adopted us, that we are sons and daughters that you rescued us, that you set us free, that you showed us how to live life. And God, we want to be able to receive that gift. We want to be able to apply that gift and walk it in action. God, I ask this Christmas that we would sit back and think about those things. We receive the gift. Let's just, let's just state that. I receive this gift, Father. And receiving also means using. It, it's not just, oh yeah, okay, I'll take it and put it away. But I want to receive it and use it. God, we want to receive and use it. I ask that many testimonies would come forth. And if you haven't received the gift of eternal life today, I encourage you that this is the greatest gift that you ever, ever, ever receive in your whole life. So you can actually, you could repeat after me. Say, Father, I thank you for this gift. That you sent your son to die on the cross for me. I believe. I receive. I want to walk like your son. Teach me these things. I choose to be born again and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you chose that gift today, I want to encourage you. You know, there's, there's one thing of just stating it, but the, the good thing is, is that you need to connect and do fellowship. What I mean by that is we have Bible studies, we have classes, we have groups, and if that is you, the good thing that you need to do is do life together. Because a lot of people, they'll, they'll state that and they'll get beat up. But 
we need to do life together. Amen. We need to do life together. So the, the next place to do, if you don't have anybody that's pouring into you and discipling you, you need that. We, we see that even the disciples did that, right? They had Jesus and then they discipled many after. So I want to encourage is don't say, oh, I'm going to do this and, and just try it on my own. We're not supposed to do that. That's not what we're called to do. We're supposed to do it together. So I want to encourage you, if that is you, to go to that next place. And don't wait for somebody to ask you. You ask somebody else. Amen. So God, I thank you for everybody here. I ask, Lord, that you bless this holiday. Lord, that you bless every single person here as they receive the gift. As they walk out of this place, they be encouraged and embraced by your love, embraced by truth today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you need any other further prayer, I want to welcome.